Glory to God. You are welcome once again to this podcast, The Fountain of Life. I pray that as you listen to this message, the revelation of God works wonders in your life, that you may see yourself transform from one realm of glory to another, walking worthy of the Lord in all your endeavors. May that be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, first of all, I would like to state that I would like to hear from you. In case you are blessed uh, by this message, or even some of the older messages, please feel f- uh, free to send me an email, fountain.life12 at gmail.com. And in case you have any query or, or whatever, really, you can get back to me and I'll, I'll respond. Hallelujah. I'd like to start with a scripture from Mark chapter 4, verse 35. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stand asleep on a pillow, and there woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Hallelujah. Now this was happening before the eyes of the disciples. These are people who had been with Jesus, who had seen some of the miracles, incredible miracles that the Lord Jesus Christ did at the time. That seen the numerous people whom had been healed by Jesus Christ, feeding the 5,000 and so forth. But now in such a situation, we saw them in panic and crying out. All of them in a frenzy, animated and crying out unto the Lord Jesus Christ that are you going to let us perish? Seriously? People who had been with the Lord Jesus Christ and now they were perishing, apparently. And he asks, where is your faith? It's, cre- it's uh, incredible that in the Bible, there are two people who are talked about who had a great faith. One was the Roman centurion, who is talked about in the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 8. Then there is the Syrophoenician woman, who is talked about in Matthew uh, chapter 15. And both of them were people who did not belong to the throng. They were Gentiles. You know, the Bible tells us in the book of Matthew chapter 4, verse 16, And the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned, or light has come up. Hallelujah. It's incredible 
that there are people who get breakthroughs and miracles faster because they come with a, a pure conscience. They come with a certain level of purity knowing that this is a person with my solution. And in case they fail, I'm basically done. You know, the Bible tells us in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 9, that holding the mystery of the faith with a pure conscience. That is why you see certain situations like the woman with the issue of blood saying to herself, if only I could touch the hem of his garment. Because, in, because she knew at that point that her only survival was through the Lord Jesus Christ. And now we are looking at this situation where they are on a boat with a man who has shown you many, many times that indeed he is the way. Many, many times, countless times, you've been in situations where you needed something and he has provided it. But this time they were crying out and saying, are you going to let us perish? But was he really going to let them perish? And he stands up and tells the winds, peace, be still. And the wind ceased. I remember in the book of Judges, after Samson had killed a thousand people with uh, a jawbone of a donkey, he was thirsty. Then he cried out unto the Lord and told him, Okay, much as you've given me this victory, are you going to let me die of thirst? Verse 19 tells us, So God split the hollow place that is in Lehi, and water came out, and he drank, and his spirit returned, and he was revived. But you ask yourself, okay, if this Lord who is so powerful is able to empower you and you slaughter a thousand people, you think that you can die of thirst? You think you, you, if you cried out unto him, he would ignore you? You see, there are portions of scripture and certain things that are written unto us so that we keep them in our hearts and we move with them and know the sovereignty of our Lord. Because you see, the world as is, the way it has continued to transform, there are certain things that haven't spared the children of God because of the so much negativity that we have had to endure. And so, people have begun taking cups of iniquity and found themselves also wallowing in the kind of distress and fear that they were not supposed to be a part of. So, you ask yourself, where are we headed, especially in times like this, when we see the new world order taking shape and we see certain agendas being propagated ahead of us and 
for us we still continue to wallow in the back benches of society closed up in our homes and praying in our closets afraid to have a voice out because we are losing relevance so a certain ailment comes and for 17 months at this 17 that the 19 months okay from december 2019 we are here wondering where the solution is going to come from forgetting that we have the ability to say peace be still because you know the bible tells us in john uh, chapter 14 verse 12 the lord jesus christ when he was going unto the father told us okay most assuredly i say to you he who believes in me the works that i do he will do also and greater works than these he will do because i go to my father so you ask yourself what are the kind of works that we are manifesting especially now and when we look at the situations and the world around us we actually realize that many of us judge god on what he has done before rather than what he can do so because we've probably never seen it happen humanly speaking we think that it's out of reach of the hand of god so our testimonies are limited to certain scenarios that we have seen before yet the word tells us that behold i will do a new thing so if the lord says he will do a new thing how come we are not seeing manifestations of some of these things especially in the world as is is it because globalization modernization and uh, advancement in technology have blinded us to the extent that we think that there are certain things that are out of the bracket of what good can do so if medical science tells you that there is no practical solution we also give up because everything is at at an advanced state so the knowledge has spread so much and we expect to have human solutions but what happens if these guys cannot do anything about it and sadly we've all found ourselves in this kind of storm the frenzy and we are looking for solution and while these solutions and certain directives have been put in place for us to follow this 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 and this and the people who believe god okay when you look at the pecking order god is probably appearing as the fourth so they have to first take care of, take care of themselves let me wear a mask let me sanitize let me uh, social distance then i pray to god okay i'm not saying that you shouldn't do all those things if you want to no you can do them but god is supposed to be the ultimate he is supposed to be the foundation upon which we build everything because you see we continue, uh, continue to look at the size of our issues rather than looking at the size of our god 
our God that we serve? What is it about him that makes him God? All-knowing, all-powerful. If he's all-powerful and you are a child of God, what makes you think that he cannot put a stop to this? And the incredible thing is that there are certain things that have been bestowed unto us and we have to manifest. Because if the Bible tells us in First John chapter 2.20 that we have an unction with the Holy One and we know all things, how come we wallow in the world as is, also looking for a solution? Yet the world has already told us that we have an unction with the Holy One and we know all things. So what are the things that we know? Because it has been given unto us to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. What mysteries? What are the things that drive us? And what are the things that we want to see manifest in times like this? The time has come for the child of God to stand tall. Because when the Bible tells us that unsaviors shall arise out of Mount Zion to judge the children of Esau, Obadiah 21, it's talking about us. We are supposed to be saviors. We cannot let a certain system be at the forefront of fighting certain things, yet this was supposed to be our time. This is supposed to be our time. When our Lord Jesus Christ comes back for us, like he said in the book of uh, 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 Luke, that when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on this earth? Uh-huh. Luke 18 verse 8. Shall he find faith? Because many of us have been driven by certain things that happen around us that we soon forget even some of the testimonies that we've probably had in the past. <laughs> Amen. You see, when the world continues to box us, we are supposed to stand. That's why the Bible tells us in Philippians uh, chapter 4, uh, verse 6, uh, which says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Hallelujah. Another translation says, be anxious for nothing. Do not be anxious about anything, regardless of what you are going through, regardless of the situation. Our God is supreme. Our God is majestic. He's able to pull you out of whatever situation. You know, a few days ago I was uh, having a conversation with a friend of mine. And uh, he, asked, he asked me, why is it that it's a lot easier for the children of God to believe God uh, in case of minor ailments, let's say a small flu here and there, or uh, fever, headache. But when it comes to, let's say, cancer, they think that God cannot do it. So they're withdrawn and accept their fate. Some of them even start writing their wills. Hmm. Sadly, that is happening. So, 
we limit God. And do you remember uh, what is written uh, in Psalms 78 verse 41? Ye, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. So we think God is not able to do certain things because human science hasn't yet advanced to that level where they're able to provide a solution. So when we are in that category, we give up and think God cannot drag us out of that situation. Is there any mess that God cannot do? <clears throat> Incredible. I remember a story one time uh, told of me by a man of God about a friend of his who uh, he knew uh, from the media. Uh, so this gentleman was sick for a number of years and it was cancer. But of course he wasn't born again so he struggled with quite a number of things. And this man of God looked for this gentleman because at a certain point he got withdrawn because of the sickness. He didn't really want to be a burden to people and uh, he, he was distressed basically. So uh, this man of God looked for him until he found him. And he talked to him about our Lord Jesus Christ. And they had a long conversation. And of course, he, all he wanted to do was to jumpstart his faith. And they can believe God for healing. And then this gentleman said, but you know what? I've suffered for so long. This sickness has eaten me up. So of course, they agreed to stay in church. But sadly, each time the man of God tried to look for this gentleman, this guy didn't want to know. So he wasn't really even picking up his phone calls. He had literally given up. And, well, he never made it. You know, the Bible tells us in Romans, uh, chapter 5, that hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. Hope does not disappoint. The one thing that we cannot do without, especially as children of God, is hope. Because our God is faithful. And if you believe in your heart of hearts that our God is faithful then indeed your miracle is coming you see the scripture tells us in Hebrews 11 verse 6 that without faith it is impossible to please God he that comes to him must believe that he is and he is a reward of those that diligently seek him so but when they are talking about this faith, what is that that we are looking at? We have to reach that point where we cannot be shaken. No longer a reed where you're able to stand on your feet because the spirit is in the inside of you. So we have to constantly build our spirits. We have to constantly nurture it until 
we are strengthened because the truth is on our own okay we can only reach a certain level you know the bible tells us in proverbs 20 verse 27 that the spirit of man is the candle of the lord searching all the inward parts of the belly so we have to constantly grow our spirit until we are at that point where we withstand all these storms that happen around us because we see things from the heavenly realm we see things as god sees them because if the bible talks about the greater works that we shall do then indeed we have to take the word as is but we just don't do it casually we have to seek god because, like the scripture told us that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him we have to seek god until these things become embedded in us and a reality until we are able to manifest these things with undeniable proofs because the time has come where we have no other option it's only god society has evolved uh socially so many things have evolved developments have come technology has evolved but we still have to have our ancient truths which are written in the word of god and things that we cannot let evolve because that is the only way that we are able to withstand especially in times like this when so much evil is brought before us and we constantly are exposed to iniquity it's beyond just us having our spirits vexed by what is happening around us it's time for us to stand it's time for us to manifest that indeed we are the chosen children of god who are supposed to be at the forefront in the lead up to the soon return of our lord jesus christ it's good for us to have fellowship with one another and clap our hands but it's not enough it's not enough the church as is has so much been disrespected to the extent that we continue to see people mocking the children of god and asking them where their god is mm-hmm. and where the power of the church is now that there is quite a number of lockdowns all over the world and people don't have a solution mm-hmm. but what are we supposed to do do we really believe that our god is able to put a stop to the storm and how many of us are willing to walk a walk worthy of the lord where we lift up our hands and say peace be still Because if the Bible says that we shall decree a thing and it shall be established. You think for the past one year and a half people haven't been decreeing? Why is it that we haven't seen a solution yet? Have you have we bothered to build up ourselves until we are able to say things and they manifest? Because for us to have a solution we have to be confident in the word of god we have to start moving 
in that line knowing that whatever we declare and whatever we say is indeed coming from the throne of God. But we do not just do that carelessly. We have to have absorbed ourselves into the spirit of God until these things become a reality in our lives where people can even see us from afar and there is a certain oil around us that points to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because where we are right now, all fundamentals of our lives are supposed to be driven by what we are cultivating the Spirit of God. Everything. We cannot have a casual approach anymore. We cannot. Because the, the, the enemy is not casual. And for him, he works full time. So we cannot be part-timers as well in our work with God. We are supposed to be full-time in everything that we desire and everything that we want to see. So with the so many storms that happen around us and the so many things that happen around us, what is that thing that is written about us? Because for the children of God, We are supposed to follow certain footsteps, especially that way led by people who have gone ahead of us. Various men and women of God, of course our Lord Jesus Christ, and even examples in the world to show us that indeed these things are possible for us. These things are possible for whosoever believes. So when you come unto the Lord Jesus Christ, what is it that you want to see from him? What is it that you want to get from him? And do you really believe the word of God as is? Mm -hmm. Because many times we've gone around looking for solutions all over. So we look for people who are apparently anointed, quote-unquote, and they pray for us. And in case there's another emergency, you come back. But when are we going to search for the deep things of God so that we ourselves are able to manifest these things? <clears throat> because as the world continues to be more and more spiritual, it's time for us to up our games as well because we cannot afford to be babies anymore. We are supposed to have grown. We are supposed to have moved from a certain level to a certain level. You know the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 13, verse 12, it says, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face, now I know in part, but then shall I know, just as I also am known. So you look at that process, you're looking at the mirror dimly, then face to face, then you reach a point where you know in part, until that level of maturity where you're known as you are known, even by the Lord. So when you put on a weighing scale by the Lord, 
how much is your weight and when you look at the world around you what is it that you believe because it's one thing for us saying certain things but when our backs are against the wall are we still able to stick to our word and say regardless this is what i believe i cannot be shaken this is what i believe you can imagine the hebrew boys what could have been going on in their minds when they were telling Nebuchadnezzar that you know what the lord that we serve is going to save us from this but even if he doesn't we still will not serve we shall not bow down to your golden image but how many of us are able <laughs> to bravely make certain decrees for any situation that we are going through knowing that indeed the lord is going to come through for us you can imagine the midst, in the midst of the storm the lord jesus christ was sleeping look at the story of of peter in acts 12 he was supposed to be beheaded the following day but the dude was sleeping ah, who does that he was sleeping and he slept so much that even the angel had to strike him to wake him up and even when he was walking out he still thought he was dreaming ah, man that guy was sleeping <laughs> i'm sure that some people sleep like that but that is the peace of god that he didn't fall into a frenzy he wasn't worried about anything because he knew that the hand of god was upon him and he was always going to be saved you know the bible tells us in hebrews uh, chapter 4 vastu for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them but the word which they had did not profit them not being mixed with faith in those who had it i'm sure we've seen scenarios where the word of god is preached uh, to so many people various congregations but it's a few people who get breakthroughs but the word was preached to everyone So what is the catalyst for bringing these things into a manifestation? And how willing are we to go? And how far are we willing to go? Because when the word tells us in um, Isaiah 119 that if you're willing and obedient you shall eat the fruit of the land. Mm-hmm. Many of us are willing, okay. Because we say that. But are we obedient? Do we follow things as they should be? Do we take off time to think about the Lord and think about our role especially in times like this? I remember a few days ago 
uh, I was asked to share something with uh, if, uh, uh, quite a number of colleagues of mine. And I, and I asked them, okay, now we are praying, apparently for our families, friends, to be saved from the scourge that is happening at the moment. And, uh, and COVID-19 and so forth. But I asked them, okay, are we coming to God because we need a solution right now? Okay. Or we are coming to God because we believe that he is the only one who is going to save us out of this situation. Because, you see, many times when all things have failed, that is now when we remember, eh, okay, there is God. Let us now try him. So it's possible if they had gotten a solution, no one would even remember God. But God is the one who drives us. Our Lord is the one who is our anchor. That's why when we see certain scriptures written, we are supposed to enter into them and let them clothe us, knowing that without them, we won't get the rest that we desire. John 10, 9 says, I am the door, and if anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and he will go in and out and find pasture. So if I desire to see rest, if I desire to eat of the good of the land, I know that my Lord Jesus Christ is the door. Hallelujah. I was blessed by, by something uh, that a certain South African model wrote. Born again, incredible. She's doing incredible work for the Lord. That girl, eh? incredible. I, I won't share her name right here, but she said, okay, because South Africa are under a lockdown at the moment. And she was saying, okay, if people are running away from church and churches are closed, how is it possible, okay, for people to think that uh, sickness would spread in such a midst if they congregated? And the comments, eh? <laughs> the comments are crazy. Damn. The comments were crazy. People were mocking her and saying all sorts of things against the church. Yet amazingly, when now they fail to get a solution, humanly speaking, they come that God would now want a solution. And some people even put up a fleece. Uh-huh. Our God is not going to be moved by your emergencies. <laughs> if you want to see solutions in God, you have to accept that he is Lord over your life. And everything about you driven by the Lord. We cannot be part-timers. 
in the kingdom of God. We cannot be casual laborers in the house of our father. What is the kind of inheritance that we want? But remember he gave us a choice. You're supposed to make that decision on your own. You are supposed to decide for yourself. Because it's upon you. No one is going to force you. You know the kind of life that you want to live. But one thing I can tell you. There is eternity. There is eternity. So it's up to you to choose which side you fall. And the life that we live, especially in times like this, we are supposed to manifest our Christ. We are supposed to make him a name. We cannot be driven by what is happening around us by the world and its system. Arise. Take charge of your place. May the Lord bless you.